welcome everyone. We're coming to you live from Wooden Noble in Fitzgerald, Australia. You're listening to Go Live on Live FM. My name is Aliza and my co-hosts today are Akur, Athiang, Ayak, McKenny and Neil. Now, today's show is going to be about racism in schools. But before we start, we're just going to be quickly defining to you what racism is. Uh, racism is when you get um, made of fun of your skin colour or background. Now, we know that there's many existing problems out there concerning racism and what it looks like. But today, we're going to be focusing on stories and personal experience, and we're going to be starting firstly with... Um, hello, my name's Akur. Um, so one of the experiences that I've had with uh, racism was, um, you know, being told at school that we shouldn't hang out in, lar- in large groups of coloured people because we look like a gang. Um, you know, people have been called dogs by teachers. People have been called, you know, derogatory words like slurs. Um, and also, a, f- a couple of days ago, I took my siblings to a milk bar after school to um, get icy pools, and they they walked in before me. Um, and so when you know they were inside, and I came in afterwards the lady was already standing next to them, opening the fridge for them and everything because she assumed that they were going to steal. And these are primary school kids, you know. They're children. They shouldn't be, you know, targeted like that. And I told them, like, you guys know you were just racially profiled. And then they're like, no, what's that? And then I'm like, that's when you um, are targeted or, like, assume that you're going to do something because of the way you look, you know, the colour of your skin. And I was like, that's not right because your children, like, that made me feel angry because, you know, they're children, they're little. Like, they shouldn't be followed in a store. They shouldn't be assumed that they're going to steal because of the way they look. And, you know, it's a problem that happens everywhere. But, you know, we need to find ways to prevent it from happening because it's not okay for people to feel that way. Hi, my name is Neil, and I'm the co-host. I wanted to talk about a close friend of mine who actually experienced racism from a teacher who is Islamophobic. Um, so basically we were in class and we were talking about like the Holocaust and things like that. But um, the teacher he, like said a little too much and started to go off, like completely off track of what we were learning about. And somehow started talking about how Muslims are terrorists. Um, we tried to um, go to our head of year nine to talk about what had happened. And we had like a little five minute meeting to like clear some things up. Um, but the little meeting led to gaslighting and sugarcoating, saying stuff like, oh, I, like, I didn't mean it like, that way. Um, and there was actually like, those, uh, those video evidence on my school iPad, but the head of Vietnam took, my, took the evidence and deleted it off my iPad, like saying that you're not supposed to like, do that or whatever. And um, those were, who were in charge and who were in power didn't take responsibility. Um, the teacher then apologized to my friend, saying, "Sorry, that like, sorry that you felt that way. Sorry that you feel like that." Da, 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 da. And it was just my friend. She felt very excluded because she was like the only Muslim in the class. And, yeah. Um, so. Hi, my name is Athiang, and I'm one of the co-hosts on the podcast today. And um, <clears throat> my story is um, so basically like this has happened to one of my cousins before. So. Um, I had a CRT and this happened last year. So I came in and I was like one of the three African students in my class. And like the teacher was like very obsessed with like um, African students. So um, he like, 
he loves to like talk about African um student like he loved to talk about our background and so like he said something that was like like he didn't really understand it and he he was like I put a um South Sudanese flag in front of my house so I don't get robbed by the South Sudanese people and it made me feel like very embarrassed because there was no one to um like back me up and I was like one of the three um like African students in my class. Hi, my name is Ayak and I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast today and I'm going to share a story about like how a teacher kicked me out of my class because they thought it was an all-white class and like so we were like in, I was like in art class and then like we went outside to like take photos and like another teacher was taking photos of her class and then she was like you shouldn't be here you're too tall and you're and there's not really dark colored people in the class and then like she, I tried to like say like I'm in that class, like you know me and my friend were like we're in that class because we're the only South Sudanese people in the class. And then like she asked people in my class if I was in that class, and I, they said yeah, but like she didn't believe us, and so she kicked us out and sent us to like the office. And like that made me feel like very uncomfortable because like I was like it was like my first day of school, like one of my first days of school, and I shouldn't have to like deal with like people like that. Say, yeah. Oh, hi, my name is McKenny. Um, so I just arrived at school. Which, um, one of my friends was talking to an Indian boy, which he called him a Kari Mancha, which um, personally I don't like because a lot of black people experience racism. So I thought he, has, he experienced it. So uh, I didn't stand up for it because I don't know what's going on. If I did, he probably got mad at me for taking his side. Awesome. Excluded, agitated, angry alarmed and unfair. These are some of the feelings that are brought up by some of the experiences that many people have, just like the people who are sharing with you today on this panel. Now, I want to take this moment to talk about accountability, to talk about responsibility, one of the few areas that's lacking when it comes to that conversation about racism within schools. I'm going to take this chance for some of our co-hosts to share about what can be done in terms of responsibility and accountability. Um, so I think that uh, the teachers aren't taking accountability because, you know, we are gaslighted and manipulated to feel like our feelings are, you know, false or the way a situation happened was was not real or it, maybe it was altered and that our feelings are, like, invalid, you know. We're told, oh, I'm sorry for... I'm sorry that you feel this way. Like, that's not a proper apology for what you did. Like, and I feel like the teachers aren't, you know aren't supportive of us, you know, teachers um, tell students that they should, um, they tell us that, oh, you, you won't succeed, um, you're not going to get anywhere in life, you, you know, you're a thug, you're a criminal, you're, all, you're this and that, and that's not right, you know, we're, we're children at the end of the day, and we shouldn't have to go through these situations day in and day out in school because a teacher feels like they have the power and the authority over us to do so. Yeah. Um, so like with that um, teachers are always getting away with racism and it gets like sugarcoated and I find it unfair that the principals and teachers tell you that the situation is like being handled but then later on they side with the teacher and then like also when you like report an incident like they tell you to write it on paper but then sometimes you'll later find it in a rubbish bin and the problem is never resolved. Now, like many of these students, this is an everyday occurrence, everywhere in Australia, all the time. 
And as a way, in order for us to be able to have this kind of conversation, if you do need to step aside for a second, please do so. We advise you to continue to take care of yourself. Now, we're going to take this moment, and I'm going to get some of you guys to share as well about one of the biggest contributors to racism within Australia, which is the media. Um, yeah, I feel like the media has a big part to play with um, the racism that goes on because, you know, we're portrayed as, you know, criminals and stuff in the news. Um, last year, the Herald Times released 183 articles specifically targeting, targeting um, African youth crimes, and they only spoke about that for... And 183 articles is a lot because, you know, there's only 365 days a year, which means they're, they're producing, like, an article every two to three days about African youth crimes. And that's not okay because, you know, the teachers are seeing the, the news as well as we are. And if it's constantly happening and constantly coming up as a problem, then they're going to believe that, you know, that we're, we're probably bad as well because, you know, some people look a certain way, you know, people have locks in their hair and people, you know, the school thinks that, you know, some, some of us are weird or that we're, um, that we're criminals as well. You know, people have actually been told that they're criminals and thugs and that they, they won't get anywhere in life, they won't succeed in life, that's not okay. You know, and people aren't taking accountability for their actions and, you know, it just, it's just another contributor to racism that occurs in schools, you know. Awesome. Now, many students miss out attention from teachers, miss out on opportunities, miss out and feel targeted, miss out and feel angry, miss out and feel unheard and excluded. What was the question? So we want to know what you believe is some of the main contributors to racism. Um, well, I don't really know how to answer that question. That's okay. We've shared some great points, I think, through your story. Now, I feel, gonna... like, I feel like a problem that we have is like some of these teachers aren't educated enough about this. And I think teachers need to be like, you know, told about racism and everything. I agree. Um, you know, they there are services that provide racism training or racial discriminatory ra um, training to teachers so that, you know, these incidences are being dealt with properly. But our school was, before we had the principal that we currently have now, our school denied it. Um, they were offered um, human rights, uh, they, the human rights organization offered them training for racial discrimination and our school turned it down. And, our, and when we found out, we were, um, we were upset because, you know, out, there's teachers calling um, students racial slurs, you know, the N-word and et cetera. And it's like, it's not okay. It's an, a reoccurring problem, but for the school to have turned down the training when yeah, we could actually benefit from it was actually quite upsetting to me. Awesome. If you're just tuning in and you're listening to Go Live on Live FM, live from Unnova in Footscray, Melbourne, Australia. My name is Eliza and my co-hosts today are Akur, Mathieng, Ayak, McKinney, and Neil. Now, I know that this conversation can be upsetting and it can be hard to hear, but now we're gonna get, take this time to talk about prevention, to talk about how we can combat this, to talk about how we can deal with this issue at the root. I feel like um, to, to deal with the problem, there needs to be training in schools, you know, because teachers are meant, uh, there to provide um, 
care and support for us. And when we're leaving our homes to go to school, we shouldn't have to run into these situations and have to feel like we don't want to go to school because uh, an incident is happening. And you know, some some of the incidents that happened are being reported back to our parents, so they don't know, they aren't aware, and some of us don't feel open enough to go and tell them about it. And you know. Um, when everything is being sugar-coated and they're gaslighting you and manipulating you to believe that the situation didn't happen when it did isn't right. So I feel like, you know, prevention, um, like training for teachers, and um, I feel like they should also use a strike system. So, you know, when teachers are doing these acts, they have consequences for it because at, right now there are no consequences. Teachers, they don't get terminated. They don't get um, a warning. They, nothing happens with them making us feel this way and yeah I, it's just not right okay awesome do you guys have anything in your school currently that's been put into place that's actually helped or you believe should be in other schools as well a community Elysian officer we have um, a call this um, we yeah. have a community Elysian officer who's really um, helpful like whenever we have problems she actually helps us deal with them because she's also like Sudanese like us you know she goes through these problems as well and she understands us and she listens to us as well she relates to the problems because she's young as well um the problems that we face she's faced because she grew up in Australia you know she came here when she was really young so everything that we've been through she has experienced if not worse at the time because you know they came really early on um, in her childhood and um, yeah I feel like having a liaison officer we, uh, we've benefited from it because some of the situations that we go through are actually being dealt with because of her but um, even then like you know there still needs to be stuff that are done about it but I feel like every school in the western suburbs or in uh, the whole of Victoria should have a liaison officer because you know th it's someone that us as students can go and talk to and feel comfortable speaking to. And yeah. Okay, awesome. Now, I've personally had the pleasure of being able to meet some of these amazing liaison officers and I'm glad they're making an impact in your lives and in your school experience. Um, one of the things that we agreed on that would be a really great beneficiary in terms of the schools and the school's actual culture is having more cultural diverse days or cultural diverse weeks. Um, some schools do hold things like Harmony Day, they do hold things like the Cultural Diversity Week, and these are to help actually bridge the gap between the different cultures that are within the different schools. Um, not only to enable each student to be heard and to feel as though their culture is respected as well as acknowledged as one that exists among many others. Now, I want to thank you guys so much to my co-host, um, Ken, um, Akur, and also Ayak, McKinney, and Neil. Thank you guys so much for being on our show today. Um, is there any last words that you would like to share to anybody that may be listening, that may be wondering, what can I do? Um, you know, report it, you know, speak about it, make your voice heard and don't get angry about it because then they, they use it against you, you know, when you get angry, when you yell, when you swear, you know, talk to them in a calm manner and try to get your point across as best as you can without getting angry, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Glad we all agree. Um, so, this 
that's all that we have the time for today. Thank you to all of my co-hosts. It's been a great pleasure talking to you all today. Um, and we're here live from over in Footscray, Australia. You've been listening to Go Live on Live FM. Once again, my name is Eliza, and my co-hosts today were Akur, Mathieng, Ayak, McKenny, and Niall. <laughs>